There's a reason more pros choose redneck blinds over any other blind on the market. Combining amazing quietness, scent control, and usability features, you have the ultimate hunting blind. Give them a call or check them out online at redneckblinds.com. Dakota Silence, we're embracing better. Our focuses, revolutionary concealment, extreme silence, enhanced thermal efficiency, purpose-driven functionality. Unheard, unnoticed, uncompromised. You're listening to the Outdoor Podcast, proudly presented by Six Hour and created by Bowhunter Planet. Enjoy the show. Hey, and welcome to the Outdoor Podcast. I'm Tim Mazarana along with Dave Thomas. And tonight we're talking Flex Fletch. And I didn't screw that up, Derek. How about that? And I said it. I said it without the tongue twister. So that's awesome. But we are joined by Dirk Stark, uh, part of Flex Fletch, and uh, we're going to talk all about veins tonight, man. So, Dirk, first of all, how's everything going? How's everything been this year? Um, great, great. Uh, it's been, you know, it's been forever since I saw you guys last. <laughs> it, it has been a little bit, yeah. So it's good to have you back on. Um, no, no, season awesome. is kicking off here as we speak, as we're that's talking. Crazy. So it is, uh, this year has flown by for sure. And I'm sure it's flown by for you as well. And I have to imagine that, uh, you have a pretty busy season right about now, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys been out antelope hunting yet? No. Oh, we, I've had hunters out at the ranch since August 19th. Have you? Oh. Awesome, man. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So. So yeah, it was a little warm. The first opener it was 106 degrees. So yeah, it was yeah, it was it was toasty. That is that is pretty hot out. How the how did the hunting turn out? Uh it was uh um, you know, state of South Dakota has actually reduced tags by 75% for non-residents this year. And so um it I don't know whether it's bad springs, bad winters, whatever, but goat numbers are really down. Um, we saw some dandies actually, I posted one of a non-typical that we had that, I mean, he went out just sideways and forward. It was pretty cool buck and at 40 yards on the neighbors right across from our mailbox. And I was like, Ugh! and the next day the rancher comes over and says, oh, you should have shot that one. That's <laughs> hilarious. I'm like, oh yeah. Nothing like kicking you in the jaw, but that's fine. Yeah. It's been going well though. Um, it's been fun to, to have hunters out from different parts of the, of the country and see things like that. So, but also busy, we're already, I don't know about you guys, but we're booking our rooms for ATA and SHOT Show already. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it is crazy how our, that part starts, of our uh, industry is going crazy. For sure. Yeah, I just got an email the other day about someone to, that I should send some more veins over to, some SK2s and, and some silenites. So I, I've got a wish list <laughs> and some and some light and knox and some glue. And I actually, like colorful uh, stuff. I like colorful. That's what I was going for. I was just, I was like, you know what? Give me a lot of everything because I oh, like the mix well, and here, look at this. So I'm going to, so that's the cool thing about Flex Fletch is that they have a ton of colors. And I'm just gonna dump these. I don't know if you can oh, see perfect. these or yes. not, but real brights and greens and Loving stuff like that, that and pinks. Uh, like but, that blue. Yeah. So we have we just launched actually the silent night in blue as well. 
Um, so for those of you Americans, red, white, and blue, we can do that as well. Um, but FlexWatch has been known around for years as having a ton of colors. They're also the only vein that has a pearlescent color. So if you got a truck with that kind of sparkly, shimmery paint, we have veins like that as well. Mm. Um, we have a clear veins. Uh, we actually have been prototyping a glow vein. So it Ooh. you charge it up for an hour and it glows for nine like hours. That. So let's let's say you shoot a deer out in the woods, um, then and the next you can't get out till the next day. It's actually charging by the time you get there, um, or vice versa, you know. So it's it's a pretty cool deal. So lots of interesting things. But um, what do you guys? I mean, you guys have been in the industry a long time, and yeah. um, and oh, there you go. He's got his too. Um, I didn't. Oh, I know. I saw that. I, I posted. Yeah, my brings me back to 1985, right there, baby. Yeah. Don't age yourself, Dirk. Don't age yourself. XX75, baby. When do you know when those came, first came out? I when do first... actually. Easton was on the show recently, mm -hmm. and we had this conversation. Tim, um, help me out here. Did oh gosh. Say... So we had the XX78s, and he said something about yep. 92 to 94. Oh no! That's oh, it was the game. It was the game getters before then. Yeah, correct, correct. That this yeah. is the Camel Hunters. The game getter would have been you saying like the eighties or something. Yeah, I shot my first deer with a recurve, but I used a, a game getter on that, and I still have it. It's you know got the crooked as it went through the animal, but I, I saved that first arrow that I ever had killed. It's out the closet here. Yeah, I wonder if we have any arrows laying around like that. That's a good good point. I just forgot we keep those arrows. Yeah. That's cool stuff, but but actually Flex Fletch, I mean, we talk about Easton being old. I didn't know this, but two years ago, Flex Fletch was 50 years old. Wow. Holy cow. I mean, that, that's almost as old as me. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's a long time for any company really in this industry. There's very there there's several out there, but you got a lot of companies that do come and go. And uh for a company that is really focused on just one aspect um, of it too. That's that's pretty impressive, man. I gotta say. Well, the, and this is going back a little history. Is that for those of you you who remember those XX seventy fives or the game getters, they had fluted. Uh, they were fluted on the end of them, right? And so you had to use a different kind of knock than we use currently use today. So Flex Fudge actually made the Pronoc. They sold millions and millions and millions of the Pronoc for those type of arrows. And the Pronoc was um, smaller. Um, it actually, it's patented so that there's, it's got these little tiny tabs in it. And um, that's actually a project I'm working on bringing that Pronoc back for um, carbon arrows. Um, oh, very 50 cool. years later, because literally that's, that's what put flex Fletch on the map was that knock. And then their veins, you know, um, they're made in Minnesota, which I didn't know about, you know, the history I ran into flex Fletch probably three years ago at the ATA show. And they said, um, I said, where are you from? They said, Minnesota. I said, no, you're not. I said, I've been in the industry a long time. I, I know these many Minnesota companies and they said, no, we've been here, but they've really been on the target side. Right. And so, so I did some investigation and, um, I'm actually, doing this and i don't know you guys have probably never seen this but this is called the ffp 187 there right there it is yep 
it's it's one point and all the numbers with flex fletch tell you how many inches it is so 187 is 1.87 inches so this vein has won more world and national champions than any other vein all the other veins put together um for for outdoor target stuff it's crazy and it's just 1.87 inches long but um you know mike schlosser sarah lopez the korean national team this is their go-to vein and it's actually turning more and more heads you know around the world but um but the cool thing about these veins is that i you know have you guys just kind of thought vein is vein is vein they're just a different shape and a different color right correct yeah and and what i didn't know about is that most veins are made out of melted plastic pellets and extruded that's the process that they use they heat them up and they extrude them out just like toothpaste coming out flex fudge actually uses um a different it's a rim molded process um as well as it's a polyurethane and a three-part polyurethane for the silent night two-part for this but what that does is dave when you squish your veins on your arrow grab hold them you know like this yeah and and Kim, I don't know if you've done this, but basically simulate that you came into your a target or bury them and leave them in your bow case. Because if you're on a trip, don't, you know, you pack everything in your bow case, right? Because you, you got to get every room. But within minutes of coming out, um, this vein will come back to shape on its own, no heat. And that's because of the process and the material. And it's the only vein out there that does that. Still feeling in a way, and uh, so, that that's pretty cool. I like that. found the game getter. Found the game getter. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that. This is actually the game getter. Yeah, I found it. I, I had an old box, and it had a couple of these old ones of these old knocks too. Oh, the old fashioned. Okay, I, I, I'm going for my game getter too. They Dave. look gigantic. They so look it's weird gigantic. Because I was I was trying to figure this out. You see, they're actually different camos. These two. Oh yeah. In the same box, they're both two one one sevens. But one says game getter, one does not. But I'm assuming they're both game getters. Oh, it must be out in the garage. I just, yeah, I just had it's, yeah, I have that original game getter and it was green. This is before camo. So I took my own spray paint and put the uh, tiger stripe, uh, <laughs> tiger stripe camouflage. You guys were babies when tiger stripe yeah. came out. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man, that's great. Oh, shoot. So but, Derek, uh, I, I always like to I always like to ask the questions for people that just aren't, you know, they go to the store, they buy their arrows, they don't give it a second thought, they don't, you know, they're just relying on on uh, you know, what's in store to purchase. But when we're talking about how um Flex Fletch really is has always has been a lot more on the target side than the hunting side, mm -hmm. um, what does that actually mean? Because I know that there are that flex watch makes hunting veins, right? And they make target veins. Right. What makes them different from each other that it would matter? Um, you know, size is part of it, drag is part of it. Um, but you know, it a lot of it has to do with marketing too. Um, you know, Flex Watch for 40 years really never did any marketing. They they got in the target side of the world and went to the target events and the target shooters started using their stuff. Uh, T-Bone Turner, you know, he actually won the first ASA before it was ASA with Flex Fletch Veins. Um, but there was just no advertising on that. And as we know in the hunting industry, if you're not advertising, you're kind of lost. But 
But in reality about it, if you go to the FlexFlex website and you see there's different sizes from a 187 to a 225, 2025, you know, 336, 418. And so people are using different veins, kind of like you use. Um, do you golf at all, Tim? You kind of look like a golfer. I am not a golfer, <laughs> but I understand golf. <laughs> I bet you Thomas, I bet you Thomas is a golfer. <laughs> He's more um, of a golfer than I am. He actually yeah, lives yeah. uh he, he can see a golf course from his front porch. So yeah, I I, I shoot <laughs> I do better shooting golf balls with my bow than I do actually swinging a club. Right on, but, right on. But but people use veins and arrows just like uh golfers use different golf clubs. Um if if you're going to be um shooting you know uh a five spot, you want a big fat arrow to cut the line. But you also, with that big fat arrow, you need a lot of stability. You want to slow that arrow down and put it exactly where you want to put it. Um, and so, like our our um, you know vein for paper is really a four point one eight inch vein. Um, and originally, the first vein that we came out with was uh, a three a three sixty three and a half or three point six inches long. Um, but then we found that you know. The craze went with the two-inch vein that everyone had to jump on that bag. But we realized that, you know what, you still need steering. And now yeah. the tre trend is, hey, let's go to four. I mean, I even have people trying to use six, six fletchings on an arrow. I'm like, we love to sell you veins, but you really don't need that. You know, you're just putting on a big parachute. And so it's really a balance. And so that's, um, you know, and I've learned a lot of this from Darren Christianberry, from Elite, from Chris Perkins, you know, Ryan Jeffries. I lean on all those guys for advice on on this because I'm just an average Joe. And so uh, I have to go to those folks to really dig into stuff um, like that. But but really think about it is that veins and arrows are like golf clubs. I mean, depending on, you know how fast you're going to shoot, how long you're going to shoot, what you're shooting at five spot 3d. Uh, um, you know, the, the 3ders really love the SK two, the two inch, um, because it is much lighter for FOC. Um, and you have a much tighter pin gap. And so then you have much less margin of error, you know, Makes sense. So now the four inch though. So, so the two inch I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it here. The two inch looks, thicker wider than the four inch is that is that correct um, size -wise? It's none, none of our yeah so you mean profile height height wise yes, yes yeah so so they do vary a little bit that way um our veins are are known to be a little bit lower profile um but when you say thicker are if you look well at i here, meant height yeah 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 no, 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 yeah. I meant height. yeah yeah and that all has to do with surface area you know, um, our veins were originally designed by an aeronautical engineer. I can't, that's another tongue twister for flex flesh, right? <laughs> aeronautical. Say that three times, aeronautical. <laughs> um, but but that's what it is. It's, he looked at, um, he was designing planes and things like that for 3M. And so that's where not only the base is designed from, but the taper. Like our veins are really, really thin. If you notice our, like our three inch. You put that on the scale compared to most companies, two inches, they weigh about the same in grains. Yeah. That makes sense. So, so you have any uh you have any glow in the dark ones? 
Because we're always losing arrows at night. Oh, uh, you know, actually, um, I, there might be a guy I know that might be able to get you some. Um, right now, they're just in the SK2. And if okay. you see here, um, you can see I put uh, two glowing darks and a red one here. I like on that. This. Yeah, and it looks a little wonky when you're shooting at night, but it, it is it it's so crazy that really with an hour charge, like while you're hunting, you know, it'll glow for nine hours. That's awesome. You know? Yeah, well, because I do a lot of blind hunting, right? So I'm not up in a tree where right. you would see it kind of floating around or anything like that. But right. I'm always I'm always losing arrows if I don't have a lighted dock on that. So having right. the, uh, the glow in the dark fletch is a, is a great add on for sure. Yeah, yeah. You can even see right now, even in daytime, it's got, it's picking up that light pretty crazy. No doubt. So what do you, what do you, you guys, you know, what do you currently shoot? I, I know I sent you guys some of the silent lights. Um, do you, I mean, you probably have as many arrows as I do. Oh yeah, we don't really shoot specifics. We just shoot what you. Okay, so basically, I'll, I'll let me clear the air because of what actually happened here. So this past year, we got sponsored by Easton, and Easton came yep. in and said, "Hey, we want to sponsor this show. We want to sponsor your test live show." So we're like, "Yeah, let's do it. You know, that'd be great." And then so we, I ordered all these arrows, but for some reason, I accidentally checked the unfletched uh, box instead of fletched. <laughs> so all these arrows came, like dozens of arrows that were unfletched, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I got a problem here." So then it led me to not only like reach out to industry friends to help me get them all yeah. squared away because I don't do this ever. So yeah, I just started trying to learn how to fletch myself i haven't really ever had to fletch because i've always ordered our arrows with fletchings on them on purpose so i didn't have to deal with it time-wise right but now i've actually kind of found it kind of fun to like play around and and i'm still making tons of errors to be honest like even that one i just showed you i accidentally broke the thing off already <laughs> i was spinning it one of them came off so i'm like dang it oh. so i i need to understand from my perspective like what i'm doing wrong in the glue area like am i not putting enough glue am i putting too much glue like yeah. these are things i'm learning as i go i'm trying to and maybe the maybe it's not even that maybe it's the jig right maybe the jig's not connecting no. properly or so i got some work to do on my own here to figure out but either way i've actually kind of find it fun like playing with this i really like the idea of like doing different colors and playing around with the you know different different looks of them and um, I haven't gotten into rap stuff or anything yet, you know, but I still think just doing the veins alone. So I'm plus, to be honest, we have a lot of different branded veins that have been coming mm -hmm. over the years. Right. So it's been kind of fun to play around. Like I've been like doing weird stuff, like putting a different vein from different brands on like three different ones on purpose, just to right. say, Hey, I'm going to let it go through the bowl. Let's see what happens. You know, like just because it's just something I could do and I'm bored and I got time, but you know, the biggest thing for me is when I put these veins on some of those arrows, I really like the look of it. Like, I'm like, wow, yeah. this, this looks cool. Not, not, not to do a performance. I'm sure they right. perform amazing, but I'm just saying from a general perspective, I'm sitting here looking at it like, wow, these look really good and they're longer and they look really nice with the arrows. And then I start thinking like, man, I wish I had different colors. And that's why I reached out to you and say, Hey, you know what? I need <laughs> to fill up some boxes with some of these so I can play around when I have time because it's a lot of fun to have them accessible when I go, right. do it, you know, it's what it comes right. to. Yeah, I think that's been traditionally for the average hunter, including myself, that getting into fletching seemed to be a really hard thing. It seemed to be this precise scientific thing that the guys have to always do at the archery shop. Yeah. And and it's really turning into, it. it's pretty easy. If you don't use the wraps, they're so easy to strip off. If you use wraps, it's such a mess. It may stick easier, um, but it, it's it's such a pain to clean up. 
Uh, we did solve that because we just launched this. It's actually called uh, Zing Super Glue Remover. So if you're okay. using it, um, yeah. So like on your shaft, it's a great way to clean instead of just acetone, especially if you have residue left over from, from wraps. Um, this is fantastic. Or if you've used other cyan acrylate glues on there, they'll oftentimes leave a white film on it and this will take that right off. Today's episode is brought to you by Sig Sauer, keeping you safe in and out of the field, but also keeping you in the field longer with Sig's lamp of cross rifles, optics, ammo, and more. Learn all about it at SigSauer.com. Also brought to you by Tinks, Dead Downwind, Burris, Vapor Trail, Stokerized, Arizona Archery Enterprises, Apex Rewards, and Easton. Last year, Reveal by Tacticam quickly became the most sought-after scouting camera in America, making cellular scouting available to any hunter. We ask our users how we can make this outstanding camera even better, and this is our answer. Introducing the all-new Reveal X. Even easier setup, better battery life, faster trigger speed, on-demand HD photos, extended detection range. This season, find out what all the buzz is about. Get a new Reveal X by Tacticam. So, so that's a cool deal, but, but, um, adhesion is a big thing that people, oh, they don't stick. Well, a lot of times when you're buying them from the factory, they're in the factory, there's dust on them. And if the glue gets onto it, um, it's not going to stick. The other is grease, just handling them. If they're in the shop, people are picking them up and stuff and they not always have the cleanest hands. So grease will often, um, affect that, um, but the really easiest thing is just clean it with acetone or the fancy super glue remover if you want to clean that. Um, I always thought the more glue, the better. Mm. When I first started fletching, man, I was I was dripping it on it and on the sides of it and trying to just let, just <laughs> like I was cover building. every surface. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just slathering it up and it, it was like, what in the heck? Darren Christianberry looked at me. He just shook his head. <laughs> oh, no, man. <laughs> you know, my veins were kind of white and ghosty from too much glue. And I just thought, oh, it's just sticking up a little bit. I'll fill it in just like I'm caulking or something, you know? <laughs> and um, and it's just over the years, I, I've just learned other friends that are, are do this every day all the time. They're like, they're, you know, and really the tip is that i've learned is when you put your um fletching in the jig or in the clamp run a bead of glue down it some people look, go dot 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 and then drag it right because you're and what that does is really minimize glue but if you run a bead down and have a paper towel handy with your clamp and just touch it on that paper towel with the clamp it takes off that excess glue because really what you want to do is create just a thin film that seals around there for the best contact because if there's air in, in the extra the glue needs air and so to to really cure so if you have too much glue it's not going to cure and you're going to have adhesion issues plus you're okay. going to have unevenness and waviness because there'll be too much glue in one area and not enough in another so really the thinner the layer the better um and so some people will also use a primer and we sell a primer pen too you I don't always use it. I'll just be honest with you. But what that does is it makes your glue set faster and tougher. And it also has a little bit of acetone in it to help clear the um, clean the, the base. When you rub that, that primer pen on it, you're kind of clearing the, the 
arrow while you're there. So it does kind of twofold things. It helps it stick faster as well as it cleans the arrow at the same time. The primer pens do. So if you have a break in the field and you want to fix it quick, the primer would be helpful. Or if you just want to go that extra mile to make sure that it's going to dry fast and be done and then also clean it. That's a good point. So cool. Yeah. And dur durability wise, if, if you're having veins fall off, it's, it's really about the glue um, that it's not about the vein, especially if, um, if there's still glue residue on the, on the arrow itself, it's not the vein, it's the, the, the glue is not adhering, right? There's too much or something in it. And um, if it's done correctly, Jeffrey, Ryan Jeffries was at ATA show last year and he brought some arrows that he had fletched 20 years ago and he'd shot three years of tournaments with them. And, and they were still like new and still held on tight. And I'm like thinking any glue that's holding up 20 years of shooting is, is pretty tough, but it's just about <laughs> doing it right. You know, not too shabby. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So, so there is, so there are some tricks. So there is it, hope but, is what you're telling me. You know, uh, if I can do it, Dave, you can do it. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Yeah, it's it's really not. And sometimes it, it, there's about alignment. So you can start getting, you know, most veins come pre from the factory. They come with a just, they're straight and they come with this an offset. An offset is a straight vein. But sometimes people will want to put a helical on it. And the helical's got a little bit more curve to it. And, and doing that, you have to, you're basically kind of wrapping your vein across and over the arrow, which is kind of tricky. If you have a yeah. thicker base it's, and stiffer, you're not going to get that as, as easy to do a helical. Um, and what a helical does, and this is just, again, I'm not a scientist, but just from what I learned, is that a helical will help your arrow spin faster. Um, but what it also does is the more the helical, the more it actually slows it down and the more noisy it gets. So again, uh, it's kind of like a golf club. You decide where you want to go. If, if you're, if you really want to slow your arrow down, if you really want to get, if you need extra stability for a bigger broadhead on it, you need more helical on it. it it's just, and that's what's nice about getting veins and, and being able to try things. You can strip them on easy, try it and check it out to see what fits what you're doing your setup the best. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I, like I said, I, I just find it fun to be honest. I think it's very. I, you know, and after doing it and doing it over and over, like I've done probably a couple dozen now, just playing around and I, you're an expert about it. It's kind of fun. Like, I think I'm getting there. Right. Besides this, like that, that falling off right now is like, I think I'm good. I think I just got to figure out why I didn't have a seal that I needed, you know, what, where I screwed up basically. But otherwise I think, again, it's not hard to do and it's kind of fun to do, to be honest. Yeah. My guess is you had either too much glue on it or, if you're like me and need cheaters, you didn't you didn't get glue in part of it, especially right at the tip. Yeah, well, I've been doing the three dab that you're talking about. Yeah. You were talking about, and, and that's what yeah. people told me to do. But I think that's where I messed up because I think the three dab is not allowing me to get glue in the middle, and it's causing airflow oh. to get you know a gap in there, the seal. Yeah, because I'm not right. using that Blitzenberger one. You know, I'm using like an AAE one that's a plastic right. one. So it's <laughs> I have a feeling that there's an issue with the contact as well as not being glue in every spot that needs. So I'm gonna try what you said and just kind of run down the line with it. Yeah, on the lighter color veins, if you look at the base or uh, of the foot, when you're putting the glue on, you can kind of see how it wet seals it, you know, on the arrow. And if mm -hmm. you're not seeing that consistent color thing, you haven't got that good contact on it. 
Yeah. So that's, that's just something you learn as you get closer to it and stuff. But, but interesting stuff though, for sure. Um, what I did learn too, is that, you know, we all like the veins cut this way, this low profile in the front. We think about it like a wing like that way. Right on. But what I did, what I did learn is that Roger Grunman, who was the aeronautical engineer, actually his took our, our larger 3.6 and our 4.18s and he runs them in reverse, used to run them in reverse. So the wide part was in the front. I was like, what are you doing? And I've talked to some other shooters like that. And for longer distances, 100 yard shots, that arrow will shoot four to five inches high at 100 yards compared to that same arrow with the vein flipped around. And I'm like, why is that? And and what I was told is if you ever look at the front edge of a, a, a wing of a plane, it's that's wider. the fat part. Yeah, that's huh. the that's the fat. That's part. what creates the lift, and right? It, exactly, it's what creates a lift, and so that's what doing that. So if you've got any fletching junkies okay. out there that that want to try something, flip their veins around on, on arrows and see the difference. What that does at seventy to one hundred yards. So here's the deal, and I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to bring this up and totally forgot about it. There is a lot of videos going around on social media right now on TikTok and others talking about how reversing their veins can increase um speed and i doubted it completely doubt it actually after this conversation i still doubt it because it's not about the speed it's exactly what you were talking about is it's creating more lift so if you're getting yeah. more distance out of it, that does not mean that you're getting more speed out of it. That means that just physics wise, though, that reverse yeah. fletching may be giving you more lift out of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, you know, there, I, and I guarantee you there's people um, out there that have been watching those social because it's huge on social media right now. Like I, I was looking through TikTok the other day and it was like I saw three or four videos of guys trying to either prove or disprove what reversing your fletching does on your your veins does on your on your arrows and it was like yeah, yeah say, you're gonna... you know they'll throw throw through the chrono right half of them were it was one foot faster half of them were it was three yeah. feet slower you know yeah and i don't know that you're going to see that difference so much on a two inch vein but the larger three three and a half four inch veins you will definitely see that very interesting so yeah that's yeah. that you know what i'm that that's awesome man and, that, and you hear that you gotta you gotta start putting your putting your uh your veins on backwards for those hundred yard shots. But you have to reslate in too, <laughs> I would think, right? Yeah, we're we're not saying it's gonna take your groups <laughs> and make them any smaller. We're just gonna say you're gonna get it out there farther, right? <laughs> there you go. So when we go for that next world record shot, we're gonna reverse the yeah. veins on it so we can get a little bit more lift out of it. So. Um, yeah. I have to imagine, though, that probably wind is a bigger factor at that point, too, right? Because you're dealing with lift, and probably wind right. is going to play a bigger factor on that than uh, yeah. than if the veins were, were the normal right. wind. Yeah, again, that's your balance. So, yeah. you know, like if you're um, if you're out hunting out west and you're, you're mule deer hunting or antelope hunting, you're probably going to want less, less vein because you're going to want to have less drift on it. Um, right on. One one thing that we know um have figured out or we had some independent testing doing is the material in our in both this as well as our our silenites that has the slick dry in it and it's a fancy name for just being slicker and smoother and if you 
you know, you feel these veins, they are thinner, but they are somewhat slick, is there is less drag to them uh, than, than, a, um, than an extruded vein, because those, those extruded veins are actually porous, and so they're catching pockets of air versus something like this. So, again, I'm not going to name any names, but it's just, it's just some science stuff that I've learned that it's, it's interesting things to test and try out if you want to play around with things. Well, there's a reason why you have the winningest veins on the market, right? I like this idea of reverse ones. One of the ones I want, one of the things I wanted to try that I have no idea how to do it. And I thought it'd be really cool. And I still don't really know how to do it. <laughs> it's like, I want to do a three tiered vein system. So you have veins in the front of the arrow, the middle of the arrow and the end of the arrow. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's something about that. I'm going to, for those of you are can see this, um, we, we have, um, I forgot his name. He's out of uh, Arizona. He just killed some monster mule deer and elk and things like that. He's shooting a configuration. He does a six fletch with our, wow. our three inch, but then he takes the FFP187 and kind of fletches it in front of alternating, you know, uh, a thick, and, but it's like to cut that edge. Um, it's kind of like drag on a race car. It's not, right. it, you know, that it's cutting that edge before the big vein hits there or something like that. And I, again, I'm not smart enough. I'd love to have some more engineers come about that, but I've seen more, some of our shooters actually start to do that. They're doing a six fletch, but they're doing that one, eight, seven in between the other three. Oh, well, I think because you're talking about Western hunter too, right? So yeah. A lot of times they're longer shots and stabilization right. matters more, right? So right. that that's uh, I'm sure that has to help the stabilization, hundred oh, yeah. percent, and that makes yeah. a lot of sense. So they're probably also pulling seventy five pound bows too. I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe not. You know, uh, that's you know, like target shooters, they're shooting you know anywhere from forty to fifty five, maybe sixty pounds max. Right. For target shooting most of the time that 50 pound they don't need the speed they just want that constant stability and it's and, all about consistency know, for sure right and, and and shooting where you aim i mean that's the same thing for hunting we don't need to be blowing through things at 500 feet per second if if we hit where we're aiming at and consistently we're going to kill animals well dave i think well, we have some videos to make here we got to go with the, the six yeah this sounds fun and we got to go with the reverse fletch and we got to take them out to 60, <laughs> 70 yards and see what we can see what we can get done. I kind of think, really cool I think Dirk should just out. send us a few arrows that are all jacked up with weird ass fletching so we can play around with them here. Oh, I <laughs> should fletch them for you. Yes, please. <laughs> you know what? That's a great idea. I agree with Dave. Yeah. Like the middle ones, like something weird, like the six fletch. Can you give me a six fletch? That sounds awesome. Shall we put it to a vote? I vote yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Derek, it's a yes. <laughs> okay, you're you're getting all pink and purple arrows, but we'll send you Bud, Bud. I'll take them. Bud Light arrows. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dude. it. I love well, this it. is so. We're gonna have to do that for yeah, sure. This is good, but hey, let's talk about real quick. So, what what about the other products they have? So we got. We got veins, of course, but you mentioned in the uh, text back to me about glues and stuff, and I didn't even realize they had that. So can you go through like the other accessories they have? Yeah, you bet. And so you, anyone can go to flexfletch.com, uh, no hyphen in it, but but literally FlexFletch um, was the first 
company to come out with a, a product called Flex Bond. Um, the first really glue that people were using were for feather feather veins, right? Um, and it was it's it's not a super glue. It's a little thicker. It's really nice to work with, um, but it has a lot of longer uh, drying time. And um, another company actually bought that and reverse engineered it. And uh, because there wasn't patents, they they just didn't think about patents in the 70s. And so it was, uh, Dave is still there. Oh, there he's pulling it up. Yep. All right. Which uh, one are we talking um, about here? And so that Flex Bond, people, we sell it. Uh, yeah, if you go under adhesives there. Yeah, we scroll down. It, the Flex Bond is the old green one. And we literally sell it in those big jugs like that to dealers all over, all over the place. Uh, or the small little tube like that. Um, the other one that we kind of reinvented is our Zing and our Zing Cling. And basically it's a hybrid of this Flex Bond, this thicker glue, and cyronacrylide, like a super glue type thing. And what that, that super glues are great because they dry super fast, uh, but they get brittle. And Flex Bond is the opposite way. It, it stays very flexible and here's great, but it takes longer to dry. So the Zing Cling, the adhesive is actually kind of a hybrid of those two. So you get that faster drying time, but you get that flexibility of the Flex Bond. Very good. Right? I definitely need some of this. Yeah. So, and then obviously we've got the primer pens too. Um, that goes with that. So that that's on the shopping list, Dave. Uh, I'll get that out to you. <laughs> right. Um, so you have those. Um, the other kind of cool thing is that if you go to the other, um, I can't see without my cheaters here, the other accessories, right? And this is going to take you back for a while. So they have the lit knock, which right now it only has the one size, but I'm testing out some other sizes. It's kind of cool. If you think about the old flashlights from, you know, that have the switch on the side, this lit knock has that switch on the side that actually has you know, that you can slide it with your thumb and no fancy tools are needed. And check out that price. Nin yeah, wow. 19 bucks, 19 bucks for a three pack. Not bad at all. Well, I, I mean, the switch. Yeah, I see the switch. Yeah, the switch is really. Um, so that one has a clear switch. The new ones actually have a black switch on it. So it's that's easy smart. to see like for old people like me. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of a cool thing. And if you go back to the other accessories that they have, so we're developing more things um there's an old one on there okay accessories go to there there you go i think you're there um so we've got aero wraps um actually we made some of the first kisser buttons um right. in the days that people use kisser buttons and they're made out of the same material as our veins so soft plastic they don't rip and tear into you and then for those of you who want to go to the next level we actually have a small kisser button that we've used for many years but people are using that as a nose button as well. So that's I don't what I was going to ask you. I was actually going to yeah. stop that conversation and say, why can't we use these as nose buttons? You know, we talk about these nose buttons. Obviously, there's a company who branded that name. Yeah. But like, I don't understand. Like, it literally, it's just a piece of plastic by my nose. So, like, I was thinking about yeah. I tried to use one of those uh, clamps where you squeeze it on, you know, but that kind of cut my nose a little bit because yeah. it's sharp. So then I was thinking, like, yeah. well, I need like a piece of rubber right here. Like, if I could just put a yeah. little piece of rubber, like, I don't need much. It could, it could almost even be really a tie-in or something, just some some D loop or material. Yeah. So but you can, can take this and it and it's split, and so you can wrap it right around your string. You don't need the kisser buttons on it. 
and you basically use the fletching glue to glue it together because that, that's what it is. It's fletching material. And then you could just uh, do a string knot, you know, and tie it in above and below that with, with string. And it's very soft. We, we, um, yeah, so it, it is great and it doesn't rip your nose out. <laughs> Yeah, because it's not all pokey, so it's it's very nice and has all, all the colors you need, Dave. So you can trick out your boat. I like this, right? Right. So, so that is kind of interesting thing that you know nose buttons were big. Used, I mean, I'm sorry, kisser buttons used to be really big, but now that nose button for that smaller, getting your nose on there, um, it, it, that's why our 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 sales have been increasing with that, and we don't necessarily want to push it as say a nose button for there are certain reasons out there yeah yeah yeah, but, yeah but but really it's a small kisser button that we've actually been making for about 40 years and so anyone who says well we invented this first i'm like you know we've had it before you were even born <laughs> so that was that was a Great. that was an email that i sent out but anyway so that's kind of a cool thing and then there's a really crazy thing that i don't even know why they're still on there um it's called the tag and trail so so question about this on social media the other day like what is that so so and i have probably have to just take them off but but before lighted knocks um this is before you tim probably is that we used to have a thing that was like a, a spool on your bowl i know exactly dental floss and there was this little this is hilarious yeah it, it was a little sticker that you stuck behind your broadhead and i used well we we invented it so, I didn't know that. So, That's crazy. Yeah. That so crazy. They, so they were, you know, we've got barrels of them, but for people who want to try something different and have, did you ever use it? No, I was, I was a little bit before my time, just slightly. Yeah. I had them. My dad I, had them and stuff, but like, it was a little before my time. I've actually never tried your with it. Although I think Brian tried it. Uh, not this one though. I think it was whoever yeah. made the other model that was super popular. Yeah, there's some that are really big that look now that are out that look like a big treble hook, but this is yeah. so small. Um, yeah, what was nice cool. for turkeys, this is the best because a lot of times turkeys don't bleed. Or you know, you don't you right. don't see a blood trail from a turkey, they go off in the bush, but they run off with this thing. And if you use like yellow dental floss or green dental floss, like you can get you know, almost a hundred yards of that. So then all you do is you do a circle till you find that right to the bird. You never have to worry about trying to find blood. And so it is a pretty cool deal. Um, but I have to find the little spools that held, held that thing. But so I had someone that asked me about that and I was like, Oh yeah, I remember using those, but I really liked them for turkeys because Did they were like really a boat well. fishing thing or no. Uh, it was actually smaller. It was, okay. it was like the, the spool was about the size of a toothpick holder, okay. you know, really small. And it um, mounts on your bow. Yeah. It mounted right in the, those days. It, you just screwed it to the end of your stabilizer on the thread okay. of that. And, oh. and, it, and you set it up just like a, just like a bow fishing setup, you know, it's tied to that thing. And when it takes off, it goes. And, um, if it, Pass, if the arrow passes through the animal that little barb is still stuck in the animal wow that's actually kind of cool i actually i feel like i want to try this now <laughs> <laughs> i gotta find the spool though to be right able to do it. i'll do some digging for you because i i saw that the other day i was like yeah we gotta get we gotta get that going because for the turkey hunters i don't know how many turkeys are lost yeah because you have a pass through the of turkey 
or even and, and you there's no blood it gets sucked in there where this was such a great tool back in the day when we you know when it first came out that's so turkeys. interesting honestly so it's it's like it's like I, new technology but but it's not new technology <laughs> no. so new technology would be in that in this chip right here there would be a bluetooth thing in there or something <laughs> i was thinking yeah. that too yeah like a little digital tracker type of deal but i bet you a lot of states probably have a problem with i'm sure they electronic do. tracking of animals right welcome they to politics a lot of regulations around yeah that one. <laughs> yeah my my brody that makes cursed targets curse outdoors philip he actually made something like this that had uh, it was the the little barbs were actually in the knock. So if the arrow passed through the animal, the barbs and the lighted knock stayed in the animal. And he had a little tracking thing that went beep, 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 beep. And you could track it that way. It was there pretty cool. Go. It's still at kershoutdoors.com. Very cool. I've always, I stay up at night thinking about this stuff. I, I haven't lost very many deer in my life, thankfully, but I've been in a lot of hunts where buddies have lost deer and spent a lot of my time looking for their deer that we never recovered. Right. And I've always like, I don't know how to do it. It hasn't been done yet, but there's gotta be a way. There's gotta be a way to like make the blood glow in the dark with, with, with something that like just passes through. And I, I think that would be the, uh, well, the they have thing. they have they have sunglasses that make the blood glow glow for yeah, people I've that are colorblind. I I've tried them and it and it works, but only in the right conditions. Yeah, have you ever you carried a spray bottle of hydrogen peroxide? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. And sometimes, like you got to find like when you have last blood and you're trying to find next blood, it's so hard right. sometimes to see it in the dark. Oh, but. speaking of blood, uh, where is that here? Um. Have you guys seen, oh, yeah, here it is, uh, this product. I, I'm a gadget guy, if you haven't noticed. So another friend of mine has this, uh, and I don't represent him, but this gut check thing. Okay. Have you seen that? So I feel like it's I've like, seen that. It's, it's, it's paper basically comes in a little snuff can in these little sheets. So when your arrow goes through an animal, um, you take and wipe this on your arrow and it turns red if it's a vital shot. And if it has a gut shot, it turns green and nasty um, no way. color, like, uh, yeah, like an acid reaction to it. Um, he originally made it in arrow wraps. And what happens is the arrow wraps and they got wet, it, it kind of wrecked them. Right. But these are always dry and they stay forever. And you keep it, you know, I keep as a guide, I keep them in, they come in like a little snuff can like this kind of thing. And, so if you get an arrow, you go, hmm, you're trying to smell it and you, oh, that's nasty, right? Right. Is it, is it bubbly? Anything, is right? it foamy? What color red is it? Right. Yeah. And so yep. literally you just, you just take that little wipe, wipe down your arrow and, and it's just like litmus paper that goes, oh, huh, there's guts in this one. So we better let this, we better sit or it's all red and you're going, let's get on it. You know? I like so, it, man. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So, so I that's saw that somewhere. I remember product. I saw it. Someone had it. They were showing it to me. I don't know if it was ATA or somebody had it in their hands. I remember that. Yeah. So, so there might be some of those coming in the mail to you to try out too. Cause that's cool. I might have a few of those. Tim definitely needs, he's a gut shot King. I well. have never gut shot a deer. I've, I've, <laughs> I've had to jump on deer that were gut shot, but not my own. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool though. 
So what are, what are some of, so I know well, you, crazy. You, well, I hope that you represent a ton of different products. Just give us that last thing here. Give us your, your favorite product or the most interesting product that you've seen so far this year. Well, we've talked about the ballista crossbow for sure. So I don't need to beat a dead horse on that, but that's, that's going there. Um, this one is kind of cool. And, and we talked about this a little bit and we won't go into this um, from velvet antler technologies. Um, you know, there's a lot of velvet bucks being taken right now in that velvet lock. You spray it on the velvet, um, cure it in the sun for three days, and you're good to go. No formaldehyde, no freeze drying. The hide lock, you spray that. You don't have to salt your hides. You don't have to refrigerate them. It kills them. I mean, kills bacteria, stops hair slippage. Um, they've got stain scrub. So if you when you do kill something, you get blood all over, you can spray this on. I like your packs that you can't wash. And it, it just wipes right off. And then they've got the trophy clean. That's been the big thing, really, to spray it on your mounts to stop stop and kill bugs and to clean the clean your mounts, keep them clean. So Velvet Antler Technology is another one that's really been going crazy. So, yeah, well, this has been fun. Um, I can't wait to um, get you out some veins and some glue and um, – get going on i am working on some new style of the, of jigs too and so it'll cool. make it idiot proof for people like me to uh actually fletch their arrows oh awesome. I like that that'd be really cool yeah. yeah we're always looking for that for that type of stuff too that's pretty sweet so Derek, yeah. it's always a pleasure man i know we've had you on very recently um, as well so you guys got to go check out the previous podcasts from uh with, with dirk on it uh, and I'm sure we're going to probably have you again coming up soon to talk about some more stuff, man. You just got so much going on in the industry. We love chatting. Busy man. Well, I'd rather have you go out to camp sometime and we could, you know, film and chat at the same time. Trust me, we would love that. So we'll try <laughs> to make that happen for sure. We want the tattoo well, too, you know. Oh, yeah, yes. definitely. The yeah. Canyon. yeah. You know, and if you cross us, we'll have to take you to the train station. <laughs> <laughs> but, but... But seriously, think about this spring to do a spring turkey for Miriam's and do a shed hunt spring thing. And, you know, and then you can try out. It's more laid back. It doesn't have to be so intense, you know, for turkeys. I like turkeys it, man. Turkey's awesome. I Plus, love, it'd be nice I to try to get a different turkey style turkey. We're used to just the Eastern, you know. Yeah. The Miriam's out there are just lily white. So good stuff. Really cool. Well, awesome, oh, also, you know what? We'll have to do prairie dogs with the crossbow. We tried that out last Ooh, week. That would be fun. fun. That sounds fun so, with that crossbow. That'd be really especially. fun, actually. All, All right, right cool. Good, we'll stay Thank in you. touch, see if we can make that happen. Thanks for joining us tonight, Dirk, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. You Thanks, man. Sure. See you guys. All right, take care. You bet. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.